This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. Adam, if you were to rate my service today, between one and five, with five being most excellent, outstanding, what would you give me? Five and a half. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> it was excellent. Your service has been fantastic, Jeannie. Just today, though. <laughs> I want to pay. I want to pay double for the service. That's how good it's been. Wow, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's obviously one o'clock, but. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we're all used to getting those little messages of how did I do at the end of. A service chat, or in some cases, Twitter. And I was looking around at this idea of all these different channels. And I found this article by this guy who actually compared a bunch of the big telecom companies and the big internet providers like AT&T and Verizon and um, Spectrum was another one that he looked at. And he the title is the people behind Ask Spectrum are very nice considering everyone wants them dead. <laughs> so you can tell where he's going with this. But he was just looking at Twitter streams of customer service in this realm. And he kind of came up with this, not conclusion per se, but he had this idea that maybe it's easier to be personal and to have more of your personality as a rep come out on channels like Twitter instead of if you're answering the phone and using a script and actually talking to somebody. Because by the time somebody reaches out to customer service, a lot of times they're already angry. I mean, you talk about that a lot, right? Like there's already physiological stuff happening <laughs> by right. the time we reach out. <laughs> 100%. So his point was, what if Twitter is actually a more personal channel for this because everybody can take a breath before they type. Everybody can take a moment. And he showed some of the really hostile things that customers say. And then the person writes back and says, wow, we're, we're totally ready to get this set up for you. Thanks so much for reaching out. And they sign their initials or there's a happy face or all these things to personalize it just a smidge. And what happens is the customer starts kind of de-escalating and saying, oh, good, thank you. Because what else can you say to that, right? <laughs> like, but uh, I want say, to yell in all caps. <laughs> you can say a lot of things to it. I think he's, uh, there's some selective uh, <laughs> sure. visioning here. Sure. But I think it's a good question. Like, Do you think it's easier to personalize it, to make it a little easier both on the rep and the customer through Twitter or through chat or these places where you can have a no. beat? I don't think it's easier. One, I think we're conflating uh, personalizing with uh, creating a better service interaction, which can be done without personalizing. I mm -hmm. think you absolutely can personalize on these channels. And I think that both for certain reps and certain customers who are not comfortable with conversation, 
it may be a better way to personalize, but I do not think the medium is more conducive to personal interactions than, say, phone. We're not biologically wired in that way. You can create better connections with tone of voice. You can create better, as a rule, every, you know, there's going to be exceptions. Like I said, certain, certain people don't want to talk to anybody, right? They have mm-hmm. social anxiety. They have whatever it may be. Um, this, they're the digital generation. They actually haven't had a conversation with a human in three years, <laughs> right? It just depends. So everything's context, but in the macro overall, no, I don't think these, uh, these text channels are more, uh, conducive to personal, but they can be used for personal. So they're not better per se. I don't think it's an improvement. I just think you can do it there and you should try to do it there when you're working on that channel. Well, and I would be really curious if working through a channel like Twitter for an actual agent, I wonder if they're able to not stress out as much. If they're not if they're not actually, to your point, getting that connection of like the tone of voice or the volume of voice <laughs> or whatever, I I don't think we react in the same way. And we can monitor what we're like, how we're taking that information. So if somebody's ever like sent you a really long email that is all about how awful you are or something, like we have the choice. All to- right, Jeannie, just talk about the email you sent last <laughs> night. I haven't replied yet. Sorry. I mean, I'm just saying theoretically. <laughs> um, but we have a choice as the reader, as the recipient of how like fast and how much of that information we take in. And when you're on the phone and somebody's yelling at you, you, you don't really have that choice. So I'm curious about like, what about the emotional state of the agent? Is it healthier for them in some ways to have that minute where they can, they can kind of decide they have a little bit more control. I don't know what the answer is. It feels like. I I would say I do know the answer. The answer is yes, of course. Um, So I, I, I just think the, the premise is off, which is of the, of the sort of larger discussion, which is Mm -hmm. to say that, yes, that's true. It does help people, um, be a little more disconnected from the emotions as a rule, though people can be very biting in print oh, when sure. they want, right? In type. Um, a little harder to do in 140, 280 characters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure, because you can't really lay out a case. All you can really do is rant and call people names. Um, so, yeah, 100%. The question, the problem is that is really irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. Because in the end, what what's important is the customer's channel choice. Mm-hmm. And everything past that is training them to use the language and skills needed for the channel. Use the language and skills and emotional tools needed for the medium in which they're engaging with the customer. So those who are experiencing a difficult situation on a phone or in person, are going to have to have the training needed to better deal with that, to better handle that situation. Sure, it would be nice if it was an email, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we have multiple channels and steering people. I can't imagine a world in which we're steering people to one channel or another based on the comfort level of the rep. Right. right. It's, no, you start, I agree with you, that. You start with the customer, you train the rep and hire the rep 
to uh, adequately staff the channel. Now, it doesn't mean you don't you don't care about the comfort of the rep, but in the end, customer channel choice is what dictates your staffing and your training. I totally agree. I also think, though, this it's an interesting question for how to take care of your staff. And part of that could be, you know what, you've had a you've had a couple days on the phone and you look like, um, you know, what's that cat from like with the crazy hair? <laughs> I don't even know. Cat with the crazy hair. <laughs> Cartoon where it looks like he stuck his finger in a socket, you know. Uh, like if you look at somebody and say, <laughs> you know, you're clearly like super anxious and this is not working because you're feeling really overwhelmed by these phone calls. Why don't we switch your channel for a while. Like maybe that's an option. And I'm not saying that's necessarily the most efficient or productive way in all cases, but I think it's just a way to think about it a little differently and to identify that these channels as much, I totally agree it's about customer choice. Um, and I totally agree it's about training for the channel as well, but it's also about recognizing those emotional cues in each channel and what we can control and what we can't about it. And I think now we have all these tools available, including things like video chat and video, um, you know, instructional videos that you can send back and forth and things like that. Why aren't we leveraging that more in some cases? Because that does provide that context, that emotional context that you talked about, but maybe it's still a way to, um, let people kind of do things on their own time as well in that asynchronous way, if you will. So it's just, well, I that's think a, yeah, I mean, that's a operational question there, but I mean, I, I would say if we just change the question, I'd be okay with it. If, if the question is, can you be more human on Twitter than on the phone in the aggregate? No. But is, if the question is how can you be more human on Twitter? That is, I think, a, a better way to, to look at it because in the end, okay, here, here are the limitations and abilities of this channel. And to your point, how can we be innovative in how we approach this? Can we send a personalized video? I mean, you and I have used before, uh, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like, uh, oh, what's that name of that? Bomb bomb and things like yep. that where, okay, emails cold. So it's, it's a method by which you actually send a video via email. Mm-hmm right? To help personalize the email, to help give that face connection and that tone of voice connection and all these things that aren't present in an email, despite genies emojis. <laughs> so <laughs> I do like emojis. I also uh, like exclamation points. <laughs> I, I, now exclamation points I like, cause I'm all about the enthusiasm, right? Right. <laughs> but so the, yeah. So to me, it's really a question. Like if you're, if you're saying the writer sort of posits, can we be more human there? Mm -hmm. I'd say, uh, you know, other than the edge cases, no, uh, for the vast majority, no, but can, or can we be more human? I mean, there compared to the other channels, but can we be more human there? <laughs> while we're there, right? Yeah. Can we be more human? Yeah, hundred percent. And we should always be looking at every way possible to create those connections, no matter what channel we're on, even if that is when, uh, when appropriate, which we will not have time for in this conversation, moving channels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that, you know, looking 10, 20 years down, we don't know what this is going to be like. We don't know how the next generation is going to interact with these channels. And so you have to be kind of aware of these things so that you can adapt and you can make sure that you are providing the right choice for all of your customers. So just lots of things to think about. That's what this is about. 
We're just trying to get people to think, Adam. Uh, yeah, that's so we don't have to. So y'all, <laughs> please, everybody do some thinking for us. And let us know what you came up with. <laughs> and the, the Adam and Jeannie bots will just read these scripts. <laughs> and then send you a personalized video. <laughs> I, think you can t- I think you can tell from this conversation, there's no script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. We riff. That's okay. And we are always so appreciative when we have an audience for that. <laughs> Right? So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. If you like us, please go ahead and leave us a rating or review over on iTunes. That helps others like you who are interested in these things find us. So thank you for doing that. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and how we help you create fewer ruined days for your customers and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can learn more about our keynote speaking, customer service workshops and training, and how we can help you win with experience at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.